Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. And today this is the first day of the Feast of Tabernacles, also known as the Feast of Booth. And booth means like uh, little cottages, little little uh, dwelling places, tents, or even um, like the kind Yeshua was born in. What was the Yeshua born in? How do they call that? The manger, like a manger, because uh, it has been common knowledge that Yeshua was really born during the week of Sukkot. So uh, we will be re making a special reading today. We will be reading a special reading today. We've enjoyed other people, how they celebrated in today's world. And um, we are glad to share that uh, this is God's people's way of thanksgiving. And it was definitely biblically ordered. So did you say Shabbat Shalom? Yes. Okay, great. Well, I'll let you give your take on it. Go ahead, Bob. We're going to start reading from Exodus 23:16. You find that on page 86 of your complete Jewish Bible. These very short readings today. Exodus 23:16. Next, the festival of harvest, the first fruits of your efforts sowing in the field, and last the festival of ingathering at the end of the year when you gather in from the fields the results of your efforts. And then we go to Exodus thirty-four, twenty-two. Find that on page one hundred. Observe the festival of Shavuot with the first gathered produce of the wheat harvest and the festival of ingathering at the turn of the year. And then from there... Well, can I intervene for a moment? I just wanted want to, to share that we certainly had a pretty good harvest this year ourselves. We still have some, um, some produce out in the field right now. We have carrots that we haven't even started to harvest yet. We have still banana peppers, regular peppers, and tomatoes that I'm leaving out for a while longer. But I've been harvest harvesting in, in stages and canning them and appreciating the blessings that God's given us to this year. Also, uh, we've had peaches, even though they were beaten by hail, but they're still edible after they were peeled. Um, we've had lots of lettuce this year and I have a second planting of uh, romaine coming up right now, along with some um, chard, different colored chard, and it's real pretty out there. So we did build a sukkah out on our front, front of the house, and put up some lights, and we've enjoyed that. It's uh, something we've been celebrating for over 10 years, right, Bob? Mm. So we've been acknowledging God's harvest time and and uh, Israel's Thanksgiving time. It is definitely goes way back to biblical times, and we're thankful to the Jews, the Jewish people who have kept it all these generations and through all their ancestors and 
we're glad that many Christians have come on board and they recognize that uh, God's holidays are are not something that we should totally ignore. So we're thankful that uh, we're aware of the designated times that Yahweh has uh, given us. Go ahead, Bob. And we go to Leviticus 23, verse 34 through 43. And you find that on page 137. Oops, sorry about that. I don't know. I said to Moses. Oh, I'm sorry. That's verse 23. I need verse 34. Tell the people of Israel, on the 15th day of the seventh month is the feast of Sukkot for seven days to Adonai. On the first day, there is to be a holy convocation. Do not do any kind of ordinary work. For seven days, you are to bring an offering made by fire to Adonai. On the eighth day, you are to have a holy convocation and bring an offering made by fire to Adonai. It is a day of public assembly. Do not do any kind of work. These are the designated times of Adonai, and you are to proclaim as holy convocations and bring an offering made by fire to Adonai, a burnt offering, a grain offering, a sacrifice, and drink offerings, each on its own day. Besides the Shabbats of Adonai, your gifts, all your vows, and all your voluntary offerings that you give to Adonai. But on the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered the produce of your land, you are to observe the festival of Adonai seven days. The first day is to be a com- <clears throat> complete rest, and the eighth day is to be a complete rest. On the first day, you are to take choice fruit, palm fronds, thick branches, and river willows, and celebrate in the presence of Adonai your God for seven days. You are to observe it as the feast to Adonai seven days in the year. It is a permanent regulation, generation after generation. Keep it in the seventh month. You are to live in a Sukkot. For seven days, every citizen of Israel is to live in a Sukkah. So that generation after generation of you will know that I made the people of Israel live in Sukkot when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am Adonai, your God. So, in today's time, uh, the uh, people that practice uh, Sukkot actually go outside and live in their makeshift dwelling as a reminder. It serves as a reminder that we're only here temporarily, just and just like... Um, when God's people were traveling the 40 years through the desert, they were always living in a temporary dwelling as well in the land of Egypt and after as they traveled along. So it's a, it is a joyful time, but it's also a time of remembrance, remembering most of all that we are here temporarily. This is not our permanent dwelling place. And we, have, <clears throat> and we have Numbers 29, 12 through 40. Find that on page 185. On the 15th day of the seventh month, 
you are to have a holy convocation. You are not to do any kind of ordinary work, and you are to observe a feast of Adonai seven days. You are to present a burnt offering, an offering made by fire, bringing a fragrant aroma to Adonai. It is to consist of 13 young bulls, two rams, 14 male lambs in their first year. They have to be without defect. With the grain offering, fine flour mixed with olive oil, six quarts for each of the 13 bulls, four quarts for each of the two rams, and two quarts for each of the 14 lambs. Also one male goat as a sin offering. In addition to the regular burnt offering, with its grain and drink offerings. On the second day, you are to present 12 young bulls, two rams, 14 male lambs in the first year without defect, with grain and drink offerings for the bulls, rams, lambs, according to their number, in keeping with the rule. Also, one male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular burnt offering, its grain offering, and their drink offering. So now on the third day, seven bulls, two rams, 14 male lambs in their first year without defect, with the grain and drink offerings for the bulls, rams, and lambs, according to their number, in keeping with the rule. Also, one male goat is a sin offering in addition to the regular burnt offering, with its grain and drink offerings. On the fourth day, ten bulls, two rams, 14 male lambs in the first year without defect, with the grain and drink offerings for the bulls, rams, and lambs according to their number, in keeping with the rule. Also, one male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular burnt offering with its grain and drink offerings. Ah, so this is the week before Sukkot actually happens, so it continues on. It says on the fifth day, and it says it repeats itself, and on the sixth day, it pretty much repeats itself. And then on the seventh days, as the numbers decrease. And then in verse 35, it says, On the eighth day, you are to have a festive assembly. You are not to do any kind of ordinary work. But you are to present a burnt offering, an offering made by fire, given a fragrant aroma to Adonai. So... No, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is. We start off on the first day of Sukkot, and then the people way back then, they, there were so many of them, they could actually do this. In today's society, the way we live today, and since we no longer do sacrifices, animal sacrifices, we certainly don't do that. But this is a sign to show how serious God was about his designated times. Nowadays, we definitely focus more on Yeshua, the Messiah, in reference to it, but it doesn't cancel it out, the things that happened before. They are still there to show that Adonai meant business when it came to the thanksgiving of his people. So... You are to offer these to Adonai at your designated times in addition to your vows and voluntary offerings. Whether these are your burnt offerings, grain offerings, drink offerings, or peace offerings. Moses told the people of Israel everything just as Adonai had ordered Moses. 
And we have Deuteronomy 16, verse 13 through 15. Find that on page 215. You are to keep the festival of Sukkot for seven days after you have gathered the produce of your threshing floor and wine press. Rejoice at your festival, you, your sons and daughters, your male and female slaves, the Levites and the foreigners, orphans and widows living among you. Seven days you are to keep the festival for Adonai your God and the place Adonai your God will choose, because Adonai your God will bless you all will bless you in all the crop, your crops and in all your work. So you are to be full of joy. So does it go on or does it go to a different... That's it. Then we go to Ezra. 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 And uh, I shouldn't have done that in the dark. Oh, that's... I'm lost. That's fine. You'll find it. I know where it is. So Ezra... Ezra 3, verse 4, and it's on page 1121. So is that the New Testament, or is that still the Old Testament? This is the New Testament. 1121. They observed the festival of Sukkot as written offering daily the number of burnt offerings prescribed for each day. And Nehemiah 8, 13 through 18. you find that on page 1140. Can I read that one? You go right ahead. Nehemiah 8, 13. On the second day, the heads of fathers' clans... Of all the people assembled with the Kohen and the Levi before Ezra, the Torah teacher, to study the words of the Torah. Oh, I may have to read that again. On the second day, the heads of fathers' clans of all the people assembled with the Kohen and Levi before Ezra, the Torah teacher, to study the words of the Torah. They found written in the Torah that Adonai had ordered through Moses that the people of Israel were to live in, in the Sukkah during the feast of the seventh month, and that they were to announce and pass the word in all their cities and in all Jerusalem. Go out to the mountains and collect branches of olives, wild olives, myrtles, palms, and other leafy trees to make a Sukkah as prescribed. So the people went out, brought them, and made sukkahs for themselves, each one on the roof of his house, also in the courtyards. In the courtyards of the house of God, in the open space by the water gate, and in the open space by Ephraim's gate. The entire community of those who had returned from the exile made Sukkot. They lived in the Sukkah. For the people of Israel had not done this since the day of Yeshua, the son of Nun, Joshua, the son of Nun, excuse me. 
They had not done this since the days of Joshua, the son of Nun. So there was very great joy. Also, they read every day from the first day until the last day in the scroll of the Torah of God. They kept the feast for seven days. Then on the eighth day, there was a solemn assembly according to the rule. Oh, thank you, Father God, for showing us. And thank you for giving us the strength to step up and share this wonderful revelation in our Bibles. We ask that you be with us these next days coming up and to help us to recognize that so many others in the world today also are doing this. And they are recognizing God, and it is a truly a thanksgiving of God's people. Amen. Amen.